Mix. It's Monday, October 3rd, 2022. Coming up on the program today, one thing you can say about Adolf Hitler, he had his moments. Plus, the pointing a gun at your penis with the safety off challenge went about as well as you'd expect. And you know the old saying, it's like giving cocaine to a baby. One of the things that I really find funny, and I know it's horrible, but I find shaken baby syndrome hilarious. It's not so much, you know, the baby dying that is funny to me. It's the act of someone getting angry and just shaking the shit out of a baby and watching the little baby's head flop around. Shaking a baby is an act of violence, plain and simple. It's child abuse, and it's absolutely hilarious. Shaken baby syndrome is caused by violent shaking. I'm getting angry. I don't want to be angry. People getting me angry here. Now shake a baby. He just got into it and all of a sudden she said something just hit her. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap the dick or make you slap somebody. I'm really gonna lose it and shake my baby today. And shake them around for your enjoyment, folks. Most experts believe that no one gets up in the morning planning to shake a baby. I understand you have trouble getting your mind around it. I do too, but it is a fact. Don't shake babies. Squeal like a pig. You think they'd learn. Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. She is a fat cunt. Drunken Negro Face Cookies. That really gave me tranny baby fever. It's just a fun thing. Are you on the internet? Isn't that for techno geeks with spreadsheets? Yes! Hey, freaks, Tim back here with you to kick off a new week program. It's got a jam-packed show for you today. You know, on Friday's podcast, we went through Meet Skelton's newest patron video, Part of it. We went through about half uh, of the video, and I thought, you know, that's probably enough. Really, just the, the highlights. That's all I was concerned with. I didn't want to make it an all-mead episode, but my God, it's like every second of this video contains gold. Today, I was uh, just looking at the last segment of his video, which is uh, online dating woes. I mean, how could we not talk about that, right? It was only a two-minute segment at the very end of the video, but I kept having to rewind further and further. And every time I did, I was like, I was sucked back into Mead's world. I was like, this is insane. So we're going to pick up at the 9 minute 46 second mark in the video where Mead's talking about sugar. Apparently, we got sugar all wrong. Sugar's good for you. (laughs) There's only two people in the world that believe this. Meet Skelton and that 104-year-old lady who loves Dr. Pepper. That stuff is good. It's got sugar in it. And three, two doctors have told me that if I drink it, I will die. But they died first. Not of natural causes. She killed them. You try to keep me from drinking my Dr. Pepper? She stabbed him right in the chest. Don't you know Dr. Pepper has sugar in it? It's good. Got sugar. And yes, we played this lady last week on the podcast and the week before. I'm obsessed with her. Well, you know, she has good taste. Dr. Pepper is delicious. It's got sugar. It's good. It's got sugar. Just thinking about it makes me want to sing its praises. Hallelujah. Dr. Pepper, you make the world taste better. You make the world go round and round. Pick it up and can't put it down. Taste better. You made 
Dr. Pepper. It's got sugar. It's good. Mead puts a lot of sugar in sweet tea. That's his drink of choice, which is like the worst drink you could possibly ingest. <laughs> oh, a lot of thing I like to say, folks, is sugar really is not very bad for you. Yeah, you know? This is a health watch update with Mead. Sugar's not that bad. Also, try crack cocaine. Have you ever sprinkled asbestos on your Cheerios? It gives it a little flavor. Sugar, um, you can have a donut and a sweet tea and you'll be fine. You won't end up with diabetes. Breakfast of champions. What's really bad for you is that fake sugar. You know, that fake sweetener. Now, I don't use I don't use that ever. I'd stay away from fake sweetener. But I'll dump a load, a truckload of sugar into my tea. <laughs> and, you know, when I'm making sweet tea, of course, you, you boil the tea and then you add the sugar like about a cup and a half of sugar and it melts nicely in the tea and you stir it in or you know a little sugar on my cereal a little sugar here a little sugar there like what is he fucking four years old he has to put sugar on his cereal and you know he's eating shit like fruit loops already all sugared up you know what's better than frosted flakes sugar top frosted flakes <laughs> it doesn't really hurt you it's not really that bad for you all these liberals make such a big deal out of sugar <laughs> diabetes 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 testing supplies i believe wilford brimley is one of those liberals meat is referring to one of those diabetic liberals if you have type 2 diabetes like I have, you're confronted with choices. You can choose to feel sorry for yourself. I hope you don't. The other option is to just continue eating truckloads of sugar. You'll learn to check your own blood sugar. Why did man have such a sweet rectum? Whoops, I played a little too much of that song. It took a weird turn. Yeah, me, did you ever try to sprinkle a little sugar on someone's asshole as you eat them out? Sugar-coated rim jobs. Finally making that sex act palatable. Ting! Mead is saying that it's uh, the liberals who are warning people about eating sugar. All these liberals make such a big deal out of sugar. <laughs> um, oh, you know, folks, I was um, thinking, too, when I'm back on the subject of... Um, the war of northern aggression. <laughs> this has nothing to do with sugar, by the way. This is an entirely new topic. Me's just not really good with, uh, you know, segueing into new, new, new areas. I was thinking about Abraham Lincoln. He's really not my favorite president. Of course not. We, no one thought he was. Uh, in fact, I think he was kind of lousy because um, he is responsible for the raping and the pillaging and plundering of the southern people. But he did have a bright spot, you know, oh. even in Abraham Lincoln, you know, and, and folks, even a Adolf Hitler had his, uh, you know, moments. For instance, he was really onto something with them Jews. I really liked his Jew policies. Very forward thinking. But Abraham Lincoln had a few good ideas, and one of the good ideas... The hat? I don't know why that did not catch on. He had was uh, sending the blacks back to Africa. Yeah, I could see me getting behind that idea. Now, I think the black people would have been a lot happier. Yeah. I know the white people sure would have been. Black people just don't seem to like it here, and I think if they had been shipped back to Africa, then um, it would have been nicer for them. He goes on to say that he doesn't like the fact that John Wilkes Booth shot Lincoln because it made Lincoln a martyr. 
He wasn't a fan of Lincoln's replacement. And then he says something weird. I mean, not everything he says is weird, but this is really weird. Now, after Lincoln died, we ended up with the horrible Johnson as president. Now, I did not vote for him personally, but Johnson was a horrible president for Reconstruction. How old is Meade? Like, he had to clarify that he did not vote for Andrew Jackson. This just gives some credence to my theory that Meade Skelton is a time traveler from the 1800s. His views and beliefs certainly align with people back then. He said Johnson, but I'm assuming he meant Jackson. Even if he did mean Johnson, that would still make Meade super old. Anyway, for the main event, the real reason why I wanted to play Meade today was because he talked a little bit about online dating. And I'm fascinated with Meade's uh, sex and romantic life. Another thing I'd like to address, folks, is some people ask me, um, when, when are you going to get married? Because you are a bachelor. Yeah, Meade's in his 40s. He's a confirmed bachelor, you know, in the same way that everyone said Liberace was a confirmed bachelor or Paul Lind referred to himself as a confirmed bachelor. They just couldn't settle down with the right woman. Uh, in Mead's case, though, he is looking for one. You know, and you're young and good looking. Uh, mm. So when are you going to get married? Yeah, a lot of people saying that to you. I get stopped uh, seven, eight times a day on the street. People saying, me, when you get married, you're so handsome. And the folks, truth, folks, is I don't know. I just don't know when I'm going to get married. Um, I have not been able to pop the question to anyone. Now, when I was trying this Catholic dating website, um, I was talking to some Catholic women, and unfortunately, they just got so offended when I said that um, I wasn't Catholic. And I said, well, I'm... Hey, you're on the wrong fucking app, Mead. They specifically searched out a Catholic dating app. I mean, they're pretty serious about their religion. Anglican Catholic, that's close enough. It's just we don't believe in all that Pope nonsense. Well, then they blocked me, so. Guys, we need to get Mead laid. You know, here's what. We need to find a girl who, like, believes in God. I think that's kind of, you know, important for Mead. But who's more on the liberal side, who can sort of nudge Mead to the left. Just, just scooch him a bit. So he's not an alt-right consp conspiracy douchebag. Here's what we need. We need one of you ladies who has a very nice pussy. I mean, looks-wise, I guess it doesn't have to be that great. Mead's never seen one of these things, so he wouldn't know the difference. But you have to know how to use it. You got to get Mead hooked on the cunt. Wrap him around your cervix. And then I think we could whip him into like a semi-normal functioning adult. Um, at first, I thought it was my looks. You know, I thought, oh, I'm not handsome enough. But no, they said that wasn't it. They just said I was too immature for my age. I guess they don't want a 40-something-year-old playing video games, living with his dad. I'm going to give Mead some advice here. Mead, if you're, I know you're listening. You listen to this stuff. Mead, I know you don't like to lie. But in this one case, I think this white lie, and it's not a total lie, maybe, but this would really help your chances. Just tell the girl... Your dad is alive. He's like 95 years old or whatever, but he's in failing health and you had to move back in to take care of him. Dot, dot, dot. And you're just waiting for him to croak so you can inherit that beautiful, ancient, historic house and then show the girl pictures of where she could be living. This entire estate could be yours. Make it sound like it's a grand plantation. You're always going on about that slave carved table or whatever you have in the kitchen there. If I have to live a life of solitude, as long as I can afford, you know, to play my music and 
you know my 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 girlfriend right now is that keyboard back there she's my girlfriend you rub your dick on that thing huh you know that's the only you get her pregnant yet you trying female i touch <laughs> she's my girlfriend back there my bessie lee she milks my cock dry I uh, I think that's enough of Mead Skeldon. Although, let me just tell you this. I'm giving Mead some advice today. One more piece for you. CatholicCuties.com or whatever religious dating site you've been visiting, uh, that's not going to net you a honey. We need to ensure that Mead's values and uh, potential mates' values are compatible. Uh, I learned about a dating app just for right-wingers called The Right Stuff. I'm thinking if Mead has a shot in hell of finally finding a woman, this is the dating app for him. And I've got a commercial for the right stuff. Let's take a listen here. Today, we brought in a group of conservative young women. I'm thinking this goes without saying, but uh, I'm guessing that all of their pronouns are she, her. So we don't have to worry about misgendering any of these women. Also, there's like a 95% chance none of these ladies have penises. So, all right, we're off to a good start. Today, we brought in a group of conservative young women and wanted to get their honest opinions about what they're looking for in the guys they date. I hope at least one of them enjoys Yankee Doodle Dandy music. What are you looking for in a partner? I'm looking for a successful man with at least a part-time job at Chick-fil-A. Mead, you're in. Bonus points if he wears the cow costume outside. I'm into farm play. They just have to be a conservative. That's it? Oh my God, Mead, you are going to be absolutely swimming in snatch. They love you already. Definitely someone that wants to have kids. I like an independent man. Okay, quick question. Just need some clarification. When you say independent, do you mean independent thinker or like lives independently? And then not with their near dead father. The big distinction. Personally, I like the alpha male vibe. Okay, well, you don't have a shot with her. It's quickly going downhill. Damn, these women are picky. I want a man who really loves his family. Definitely someone whose faith is important to them. For me, it's someone who actually wants to meet my parents. Why do you want to date a conservative? I want to be gun fucked. And yes, that's exactly what that sounds like. For me, at least I know that we're going to start off with some shared values. It's great because I won't have to ask him what he thinks about Black Lives Matter. I'll just know. Well, the conservative men I've dated at least know how to treat me like a woman. In my personal experience, conservative guys have better manners. As long as you always remember your place, honey. I like that they understand their role in the relationship as a man. <laughs> okay, again, Mead's in trouble there. I just prefer my men to be masculine. Okay, <laughs> well, Mead's in real trouble here. And what's the biggest red flag when it comes to dating? When he spends more time grooming than me. It's not grooming. It's called hair maxing. What guys have to do when their hair is thinning, honey. A Democrat. No Democrats. A Democrat. Can't be a Democrat. A Democrat. That's easy. A Democrat. No Democrats. It's a no. (laughs) Well, there you go. Find the right match. Download the right stuff today. Look, I don't think Mead's going to be the most popular guy on the right stuff, but he's got a better chance finding someone on this thing than any other app, in my opinion. It's worth a shot, Mead. Give, you know, download it. Let us know how it goes. All right, let's move on. Speaking of things found on the internet, a lot of people have been sending me a link to Taste the Biscuit. 
Many people saying, oh my God, Tim, this is a uh, total Linda Finkel Hall of Fame nominee. I started receiving emails about this uh, last week, end of last week, and I resisted playing it on the program because, uh, and I hate to burst anyone's bubble who thinks this is real. It's not. It's not real. It's from a mockumentary, right? It's, It's supposed to look like a documentary and it follows... Two old people trying to make it in the music biz. They're called uh, Toasters and Moose. And one of the songs they sing is Taste the Biscuit. It's all over TikTok right now. Here's a little bit from the song. It is catchy. Taste the biscuit. (laughs) Taste the goodness of the biscuit. Taste the honey sauce. Taste the goodness of the biscuit with the honey sauce. I think she's singing about like uh, Popeye's biscuits or KFC <laughs> biscuits or something. Don't get that honey sauce on me. I don't like the way it tastes with my chicken wings. I hear you, honey. Well, I've got a real Linda Finkel Hall of Fame. This is a um, an honest song straight from the heart. It's called Love Scars, and it begins with a voicemail from a now ex-girlfriend apologizing for cheating. I don't keep apologizing for as long as it takes. I know I made a big mistake. I'm sorry for what I did, for what I said. I didn't mean it. I wish we could take it back. I wish I didn't knock us off track like it did. I wish you and me could be back like we were before. All right, and now is when the song actually starts. Pour your heart out, little Miles. Baby, let me sex you. Let me be the one to have to protect you. I'm a love you know. I'm sorry, did I hear that right? The first line is, baby, let me sex you. We just played a voicemail where she's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to cheat on you. I said horrible things about you. I showed all my friends nude photos of you and made fun of your tiny penis. Fucked your best friend. Set your mom's car on fire. I'm sorry, baby. Let me sex you up. All right, I guess all is forgiven. Lil Miles here is horny. Baby, let me sex you. Let me be the one to have to protect you. I'm in love, you know that I cherish you. And I'll always be there for you. You are so beautiful. Did I ever get a chance to tell you that I really miss you? When I see my heart blows up like a missile. Stop crying, baby, let me kiss you. I don't think this guy respects himself. You have no self-worth. You know, she's confessing that she cheated on you and you're just going to take her right back? Stop crying, baby, let me kiss you. Stop crying, baby, let me kiss you. Yeah, yeah. Stop crying, baby, let me kiss you. What is truly frightening is um, I'm pretty sure he used auto-tune on his voice. I would love to hear the raw, unprocessed version. If this is like the best auto-tune could do with his voice. Right? Like there's like some processing going on here. It's not a natural voice. Lil Miles is going to town here. I will concede it's not quite as catchy as taste the biscuit, taste the honey, taste the biscuit, or whatever the fuck that was. All right, let's move on. A couple other uh, real short clips before we get into the news. I don't know what it is about uh, extremely rich people 
and their bottled water. They order the shit. They order pallets of the stuff and have it delivered to their house. I understand not wanting to drink tap water if you have bad pipes or live in Flint, Michigan or something. But these are pallets of 16 ounce bottles. (laughs) And they're being delivered on a flatbed truck. Now, why am I featuring this clip today? When you make such a large purchase and they're delivering pallets uh, of bottled water, you got to sign for the delivery. And this lady is refusing to sign and the delivery guy doesn't want to unpack the truck until she signs for it. Hey, hey, don't touch my car. I'm not touching your truck. It's my truck. Okay, Uh, then I won't touch your truck. Hey, I won't touch your truck. That ripping sound is her clawing at the pallets of bottled water, ripping the plastic packaging. I'm not touching your truck. Hey, I'm not touching your truck. I'm touching what I bought. Hey, this is not your truck. This is not your truck. It's water that I paid for. No, it's in my truck. If I had to take a guess, I'm thinking that maybe she doesn't want to sign for the delivery until they've unpacked all of the water and put it where she instructs them in the house or something. The delivery guys just want to make sure she's going to sign for this thing. Please move. Move. You know, you're a fucking asshole. Yes. I wish you nothing but harm. Mm -hmm. I put a hex on you. No, you get out of my garage. This is my garage. This is my garage. That's your truck. This is my garage. She won't let him near the garage, but that's where she wants the water delivered. No, I never do that. They deliver and I sign it. Until you sign that paper. Here, let me sign it. Let me sign it. Yeah, across all that shit. Under duress. Okay, where's your fucking pen? Under duress, you have forced me to sign this. I get what she's saying, kind of, where, like, you're supposed to... I only sign for it after it's been delivered. But honestly, honey, you're making too big of a deal of this. Just sign the... Just sign it. And you have caused me emotional and mental damage. Something wasn't right with her before the video. Well, now she's got her husband involved now. And by the way, the husband is totally taking the delivery guy's side on this. Don't call me a liar, Drake. Drake, it seems, is her husband. Don't call me a liar, Drake. I am probably the honest person in the whole fucking United States. Spoken like a liar. I don't go around lying. I don't go around calling people cheaters. Okay, I can finish it. Where's Ramon and Raul? Okay. I'll call them. Another one. Okay, bring it. Apparently, for some reason, they don't deliver to the garage. They just leave these pallets of plastic bottles on her driveway. It might be what she wanted because she doesn't trust these people. She's going to get her Mexicans. The Mexican she trusts. Raul, Ramon, carry these pallets of water to the garage. The delivery guys had them on wheels. They could have just pushed them into the garage for her. But no, he's holding a grudge against those guys. Finally, uh, oh, we got a guy here who's obviously on that right wing dating website, The Right Stuff. I just, I have a feeling you could probably find him on there. He loves his guns. That's a conservative thing, right? Unfortunately, he was a little careless with his gun. Now, this video was filmed uh, with his ring doorbell. He comes running uh, up the yard into the front door. Actually, he's hopping. 
He's not so much running. He's unable to run because, yes, he's shot himself. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I just shot myself in the dick. He is such a bad aim. <laughs> he not only shot himself in the dick, his poor dog was next to him and he shot his dog. So he's hopping around, the dog is limping. No, no, you want to take the dog to the vet. Unfortunately, I don't have any more information about this video. However, in the last few years, there has been a trend of men blowing their dicks off, and it's all part of an internet challenge. When idiots are not sunbathing their taints or snorting condoms or throwing pots of boiling water at themselves in the winter, you may catch these morons participating in the trigger pull challenge. According to Vice, gun people are taking pictures of themselves aiming weapons at their dicks. The safety is off, their fingers hover over the trigger, and the barrel of the weapon is pointed straight at their genitals. What exactly is the purpose? Not quite sure, but there's dicks and guns involved. Ooh, that would probably make a great profile picture on that Right Stuff dating app, huh? I was reading about another challenge. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. It was called the Outlet Challenge. Uh, that's a social media trend with damaging effects. Uh, apparently, you place a cell phone charger into an electrical outlet, and then you drop a penny in between the prongs and the outlet. It causes the outlet to short out and spark or just start a fire. There is also the flammable challenge. I'm pretty sure we've reported on this here on the podcast. That's where people just set themselves on fire. That might be the only challenge, I think, that, that's dumber than the pointing your gun at your dick challenge. As always, business is booming here at Distorted View Daily. People burning down their house, setting themselves on fire, blowing their dicks off. There will never be a shortage of news stories here on DB. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre twist to the fucked up news. Right now. Hey, if you enjoy DV, please consider signing up for the Sideshow. That is DV's member site, where you gain full access to the entire archive of programs. Uh, around 5,000 episodes at this point. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows, uh, typically two times a week, Tuesday and Thursday. This week should be no different. That means tomorrow's episode is going to be a sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up right now. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. When you sign up through the website, you get a little uh, personalized, password-protected RSS feed that you can plug into uh, most podcasting apps. Episodes are also available on the website. And, oh, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can now sign up in those apps. Just a few taps. 
You'll get all the new Sideshow exclusive episodes and all the free episodes as well in one convenient little feed there. So that's another option for you. For more information, check out distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. Uh, the final way to support DV, I'm sure you all know by now, we've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge five, uh, if you pledge five dollars, you get access to a special voicemail line uh, where I will play your calls first. And I believe we have some patrons calling in today, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, let's get into the news. First story I have for you today comes from the great city of Chattanooga. Daisy Dynamite, take it away. Pardon me, boy. Is that the Chattanooga choo-choo? Trick 29. But you can give me a shine. You know, uh, Daisy Dynamite, a true pioneer in the trans community. This was recorded in 1979. And she wasn't, uh, you know, convincing. What's the word? Passing. She, you know, obviously you could tell she she needed to work on feminizing her voice a little more. That's all I'm saying. Still, it's a killer bop. So what is this news story coming out of Chattanooga? The Chattanooga Police Department released body cam footage of a September 11th traffic stop, never forget, of city council candidate Marie Mott in the Avondale area. Because I'm reporting this here on DV, you know that body cam footage is going to be good. In the footage, Officer Kelly Cronin informed Mott that she was being pulled over because her passenger headlight was out. Mott responded, okay, but that's not a reason to pull me over, and it just goes downhill from there. Let's uh, let's just take a listen and hear how this plays out. All right, we're going to your passenger headlight sound. Okay, that's not a reason to pull me over. Yes, ma'am, it is. Do you have your driver's license, registration, proof of insurance on you? At this point, there's a long pause. It's almost like a stare down. Marie here is debating on whether she wants to comply. Ma'am, you just whip a, a you just did an illegal U-turn to come over here and harass me. Okay, do you, you have your me? driver's license, registration, proof of insurance on, please? I have, I have my driver's license. Okay, I need your registration, proof of insurance, please. I love when they try to call the shots. Look, I'll give you my driver's license, but that's it. You don't need to see my registration and insurance. That leads me to believe the car is not registered in her name, and she probably doesn't have insurance. Yes, ma'am, you have. I need your registration. I have not insurance. committed a crime because my that's not a crime that my headlight is out. Yes, ma'am, it's a traffic violation. That's not a headlight if, if it went out while I'm driving. That's not that's not a crime. I need your registration and your proof of insurance. Isn't there a grace period on this shit? That's not a crime, ma'am. What you're doing is you're harassing a Do black Do you have woman. insurance uh, on your vehicle? Uh, I, yes, I have insurance. Okay. Are you I asking me that because I'm black? No, ma'am. You're asking me that because I'm black. Oh, she's asking you because you refuse to show her. No, ma'am. Everyone in this state has to have insurance. Ma'am, that went out while I was driving. I'm not doing nothing illegal. How the fuck does the police officer know how long that headlight's been out? It's been 30 seconds. Or, you know, 30 days. I'm not doing nothing illegal. You're harassing me. Is this- Marie here is turning nothing into something. You know, like, the police officer probably would have been nice and just let her off with a warning. 
that's happened to me, and I'm a black woman. Police officer pulled me over and was like, hey, your your uh, light is out. Just, get, you know, get that taken care of. Did I have to show my driver's license and insurance? Yes, because you always do when they pull you over. Yeah, fuck you too, bitch. Is this my vehicle? Yes, it's my vehicle. Okay, just sit. Why are you asking me if it's my vehicle? Is it because I'm black? Talk for me, okay? Why are you? Why are you pulling up over here? Okay. This is a little bit later when another cop uh, is standing on the, the passenger side of her door. I am Officer Monroe with Chattanooga Police. I was coming to come back up my, my partner just to make sure I, she was okay. You need to identify yourself. That's part of your well, you were in the you were in the middle of a conversation, so how was I going to go ahead and be rude? I didn't want to talk over you because I'm sure you'd yell at me about that. Excuse me? Why are you trying to talk over a black woman? Is it because what we have to say isn't important to you? Because you're white? Like, I mean, the, you can't win. You know who you are? I don't know if you're going to harm me or nothing else. I'm not here to harm you, ma'am. I've done nothing. So, again, this is all over <laughs> a headlight that's out. And now multiple cops are involved, which may be a little excessive, but, you know, she's not cooperating. Black people over for uh, for my headlight going out while I'm driving. And she literally did an illegal U-turn so y'all could come follow me in a black community. Y'all white cops in a black community. Y'all harassing me. We're not harassing you, man. I'm pretty sure you are. I'm pretty sure you are. That's my registration. There we go. You know, have you never borrowed your friend's car? Uh Uh-oh. What is the car not registered in her name? Who could have possibly seen that coming? I'm sure the uh, woman here will act offended. This is my car. I paid with my money. Your friend's car or anything like that? Why would you ask a black person? You wouldn't ask nobody white if, it, <laughs> if they own We the ask car. everybody. You shouldn't ask nobody if they own a car? Um, it's kind of their job. Like, why would I be We're driving doing... somebody else's vehicle? Because I've used my, I've used up, my partners. Can put, y'all can pull up the registration. I mean, you know whose name is in. Y'all know that. Ma'am. We haven't been rooted at all. Man, have I raised my? Me. Have I raised my? Man, have I raised my voice me. at all? Man, Your job is to solve violent crime Art, and, and traffic stops. Yes. No, actually, it's no, no. I, I think you're referring to detectives. They don't pull people over for. Uh, headlights being out. These traffic cops do. 55 under the state under the state title does not give you the right to do that unless I'm participating in doing It's a traffic violation. He's pulling out city statutes and stuff. Title 13, Section 7, Paragraph B. Ms. Mott provided her driver's license but refused to hand over registration and proof of insurance, saying the police didn't need it. Of course, she began yelling at the police. When she was asked if the vehicle belonged to her, she said, are you fucking kidding me? Police cited Miss Mott for a light law violation, failure to have insurance, and improper display of the tag. I think that's just being petty. I mean, if her registration was valid, but it wasn't displayed properly, like it was covered up by a vanity license plate holder or something. I mean, come on. Maybe these are racist cops. After being told this, Ms. Mott said multiple times she was not getting a ticket for improper display. Ms. Mott was allowed out of the car so she could be shown the tag display. She then said, this is bullshit. She pulled back her decorative display to show the year 2023. That's when her tags expired. And she said, what the fuck are you talking about? Ms. Mott did eventually sign for the citations, though. If you're wondering how Marie did in her city council election, uh, not good. 
She lost. Uh, Marvine Noel has held on to the city council seat. She was appointed to earlier this year. Apparently there was a runoff election not too long ago, actually, just a few weeks. September 15th, uh, Marvine beat Marie Mott by 70 votes. Ooh, it was a real nail biter. September's been a bad month for poor Marie. She gets pulled over, given a bunch of traffic citations, and she lost her city council bid. All right, uh, second story we have for you. This one uh, comes from the great state of Pennsylvania. A Westmoreland County man faces trial on accusations that he threatened to shoot up a Grove City restaurant after a teenage employee refused to send him nude photos. Well, I mean, was that on the menu? I'd be upset, too, if I ordered that and I didn't get what I wanted. District Judge Douglas E. Straub held over charges of making terroristic threats and disorderly conduct against Hunter Richard Gerstberger, 19, of Roast Raver, Pennsylvania, or Roost Raver. Uh, his arraignment in Mercer County Common Pleas Court is scheduled for 9 a.m. on November 29th. Gerstberger was charged September 2nd by the Grove City Police after the August 16th incident at a McDonald's. Police were called to the restaurant that afternoon when a manager reported that a 16-year-old female employee received the threat from Gerstberger via Snapchat. The girl told police that Gerstberger, what a horrible name, asked her to send nude photos of herself through the social media app. When she refused, he responded with, I'm going to shoot up your McDonald's. He made several other threats, and the girl saved screenshots of the conversation before she blocked him. Police obtained a search warrant for Gerstberger's Snapchat account and had police in Rost Raver Township try to contact him. Grove City Police spoke to Gerstberger by phone. He admitted to talking to the girl on Snap and asking her for nude photos, but said he thought the girl was 18. Terroristic threats and trying to have socks with a minor. You're fucked. He told police that he got mad, which is when he made the threat. So that explains that. Oh, it's legal to make a threat if you're mad. I mean, if you're really angry, then it's okay. I mean, he really, really wanted to see her boobies. Gersberger is free on bond. So there you go. That one was a relatively short news story. So let me give you a bonus one. And this bonus news story comes from our most fucked up state. Say it with me. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Well, this is Florida man just being Florida man during a hurricane. A Florida man has been declared missing after allegedly attempting to jet ski from South Florida to the Bahamas. Great timing, dude. Charles Walker, 52, was last seen on uh, Pompano Beach. This was on September 23rd, around 5 p.m. Walker's family said he was planning on jet skiing from the beach all the way to the Bahamas, which is about a 115-mile trip. While in the water, Walker's last known location was 15 nautical miles off the coast of West Palm Beach, per the Coast Guard. He is 5 feet 9 inches tall, weighs 190 pounds, has gray hair and green eyes. In case you happen to live on the coast and you see a figure floating around in the water, that's probably our Chuck. All right, uh, final story I have for you today. Well, this guy sounds like fun. A man has admitted giving a two-month-old baby cocaine. Why would you? This man is insane, right? Who in their right mind would try to keep a baby up and wired 
Fidgety. Uh, Go Wheeler. G-O-E. I don't know how to pronounce that name. Goey. Joe. Uh, Wheeler allowed the little boy to ingest a quantity of the Class A drug at an address in Perthshire. The 30-year-old admitted to endangering the baby's life while he was supposed to be looking after him. He was a cool babysitter. He admitted culpably and recklessly causing the child to ingest cocaine to the danger of his life at the start of December uh, 2020. I'm guessing this guy was like doing coke, right? And the baby just got into it. It's not like he was teaching this kid to snort cocaine, right? I mean, you get greedy when it's your cocaine. You don't want other people doing it, especially a little baby who can't, uh, you know, pay for it. They're not even fun to be around, coked up or not. Just it seems it seems silly to give a baby cocaine. Uh, Solicitor Michael O'Neill confirmed a guilty plea on his client's behalf and Wheeler was granted bail by Sheriff David Hall. It's understood the incident came to light when the child's mother realized he was unwell and he hadn't slept for two days and kept asking to go to a strip club. Hospital tests confirmed the presence of cocaine in his system. Wheeler had his not guilty plea to a second charge relating to the possession of ecstasy on December 11th, 2020. Thank God he didn't give that to the baby. Sheriff Hall deferred sentence for the preparation of social work reports and a restriction of liberty order assessment, whatever the hell that is. Earlier this year, Wheeler was ordered to carry out 80 hours of unpaid work in the community after being found carrying a knife in public. Wheeler was found with the knife two days after having a fight with his partner over their dogs. Sounds like he needs to just lay off the cocaine. I bet you that had something to do with the fight about the dogs and the knife and stuff. He admitted behaving in a threatening or abusive manner by shouting and swearing at the woman at his home address. He further admitted to being in possession of a lock knife without a reasonable excuse or lawful authority. Wheeler claimed he had recently returned from a camping trip and had forgotten that he was carrying a knife. He had his camping knife and his hiking cocaine and his whitewater rafting ecstasy. You know, they're just camping supplies. Jesus. Wheeler was granted bail ahead of his next appearance at Perth Sheriff Court. It seems like when he's out on bail, more bad things happen, right? He was on bail for the knife thing, and then the, the, the baby cocaine things happened. I just have this bad feeling that we're going to find out in a week or two that this dude was trying to get his dog to smoke meth this past weekend. Look, it just seems like this guy wants to find someone to get high with. Could someone befriend him, please? Maybe then he'll stop getting babies and animals all fucked up on the shit. All right, uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. Alrighty, I love to hear from you freaks And there are many ways to contact the show Show at distortedview.com I'm all over social media At distortedview on Twitter and Instagram Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow Don't forget we've got a Discord Where all the freaks are hanging out We have a subreddit, distortedview.reddit.com We have a new YouTube channel Check out distortedview.com for all the information And links and all that sort of good stuff Hello Timmy Boo uh, This is Twink Toilet Hello Twink um, Toilet It's been a while I uh, actually fell back on a bunch of episodes that had really oh, worked no. in hell. Yeah. Uh, I went and spent time with my boyfriend, uh, had to come back, went through kind of a slight depression. You know, long-distance relationships are really hard. Oh, but, I thought you were depressed because you had to see him. Very sad. I've been, <laughs> had a really rough time lately. Um, but well. then I decided to listen to an episode because it's been a while. And what did I hear? Sitting on my fist. Which oh, is, yeah. 
my personal favorite song of yours. One of my personal favorites, too. I, I like that one, and I like that uh, Mead Skelton song, the Trump rally song. Besides the, the, uh, uh, the Price is Right one where you talk about fucking the kid, that's also great. But I don't recall that one. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> that song literally brightened my mood for the oh, entire good. day. Even though I had to go through a whole shift of shit, that song made me laugh. Constantly, so I appreciate you. I know you had nothing to do with me, but I appreciate you playing that. It really did perk my spirits and has got me catching up on shows. Oh, so, good. Well, I hope you, uh, hope you continue to stay in uh, in high spirits. I'll continue to do stupid shit on this program for you. Hey, Timmy Booitt. Hi, Rich Barbie. Hello, Yarr, hello. Pirate Barbie. <laughs> Fuck you. <All> right. <laughs> anyway, um. So, I've had an abortion, and abortion does not have a smell. <laughs> okay. You're refuting that lady's claim. And if it did, I wouldn't know because you're so heavily fucking drugged that you'll never know. Well, also, your head's not down there. I mean, I don't know exactly all the particulars of an abortion, but I'm assuming a doctor is looking in your cunt hole, right? You only... He could be the one to tell me if it stinks down there. I don't know. They... they drug you pretty heavily. That's all I'm right. going to say. And I don't remember much afterwards or anything. Uh, probably because it was also somewhat traumatic. You're putting your body through trauma. So... You know how they always say, like, uh, you know, they try to scare people out of abortion. They're like, you know, when you have an abortion, they what they do is they go in there with the big sh- metal sharp rods and they just dig out little baby parts. So they like they spear the finger and they rip it off and then like the little arm gets uh, pulled out and shit like that. Do you think there's ever been a, a case where an abortion doctor let? the patient take home a tiny little, just like a little, like maybe a toe, the baby toe, uh, to make a necklace out of, or, you know, like a little souvenir. I mean, would that be so wrong? Some people say life doesn't begin until birth, right? Until then, it's not a human being. Or, you know, like there's some sort of weak mark. Like the 20-something week, that's when it can be, the fetus can be considered a human. But before that, if it's not considered a human and you get an abortion, I feel like you should be able to request that you, that you be given a body part or the full fucking fetus. You could do some cool morbid shit with that, right? Is that dumb? Is that stupid? I just feel like there would be like this whole cottage industry of like aborted fetus jewelry. They would bronze them. You'd you'd just see a bunch of this stuff on Etsy. It's cool. It's dark. It's goth. Hey, Tim. Edgelord Trash here. Listen, bud. Um, Uh Uh-oh. So you said you're trying to figure out some merchandise to offer on the BV store. Well, I'll tell you what. I bought your Christmas sweater pillow a couple years ago, and it's starting to look pretty lonely. I think you could use a friend. Why don't you release a few new pillows with your face all over it? Uh, <laughs> oh, people actually bought that? because they bother the shit out of my girlfriend. But also, oh. I love them. How great would it be if you did your entire... Like, if I started selling curtains? <laughs> I, I can do rugs. I know that. <laughs> a suggestion. Take that as you will. All right. Love mm. you, do. You can do your whole house in my face. Truly, truly disturbing. I will work on more DV merchandise for you, my friend. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the show. Why don't you guys email me? Show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206 666 
206-660-4463. That's 206-660. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Even a- Adolf Hitler had his, uh, you know, moments. Spread the distortion. STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. I will be back tomorrow if and only if your sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll see you on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. stuff is good. It's got sugar in it. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scribe Media Group. Learn more at scribe.net.